Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Arsenius J. Colvin with Purpose Kingdom Network in conjunction with One Touch Transformation, and I want to take this time to say thank you for tuning in. Those of you who are listening by phone or listening online, I appreciate you tuning in for another great episode. Happy Tuesday. I hope you've enjoyed your day. I hope your week is off to a great start, and, you know, we've got some great things that we're going to talk about tonight. All right, so if this is your first time tuning in to one of my shows, uh, again, I'm with One Touch Transformation. It is a nonprofit organization where our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while encouraging and empowering all victims and survivors. So I started this nonprofit back in 2014, and I've been able to go out into the community along with a great team of volunteers, family, and friends to help spread the awareness of sexual abuse. We know that it's a taboo topic. People don't want to talk about it. People don't want to hear about it. But guess what? It has been going on. So, therefore, we do have to talk about it. We have to initiate the conversation, keep the conversation going, because it's the only way that people are actually going to be aware of it. It's the only way that change can actually happen. And, you know, there is just so much that's going on in the world as it is. And if we can just tackle just a portion of some of these um these dark things that are going on and bring it to light, then we can at least do our part. And that's what One Touch Transformation has been about. Of course, we did have to take a pause during COVID. You know, in 2020, it changed all of our lives, so things had to be done differently. But we are going to pick up prayerfully, and if the Lord's will, at the end of this year, and just kind of do our little black dress, um, we, which we have done it annually, but it's our little black dress scholarship event, and we'll talk more about it as we get closer to it, but we just want the community to know that, you know, we are still advocating. We are still continuing the conversation. We are still trying to make a difference in the community. And, of course, I am still sharing my story. You know, I shared my story for the very first time as far as, you know, breaking my silence back in 2013. So exactly 20 years ago was the first time that I shared with my family that I was a victim of sexual abuse. And so, I mean, this is a huge milestone for me. This is, you know, a time to celebrate and you know, at least I don't have to cry about it right now. I don't have to, you know, really dwell on the past or dwell on the effects of it. But I want to concentrate more so on the healing. And that's what people need. People need to see that healing is available, that true freedom is available. Because there is so often we hear about, you know, sexual abuse itself. We hear about the effects of it. We hear about the statistics and, and all of that. But it's very rare that we can actually see, a, uh, a, you know, a living testimony, one who has endured abuse, one who has gone through it and, you know, and dealt with all the effects of it and everything that comes along with it. And so I am just 
so grateful, so grateful to God and grateful for the strength, the joy, and the peace that he gives me each and every day, the strength that he gave me to, to fight all these years, not just for my freedom and not for my peace and for my sanity, but for the freedom of others, for the healing of others. And I want those who have endured abuse and those who may still be dealing with the past of abuse, I want you all to know with assurance that healing is available, but you have to make the decision to want to heal. Like, I can't make it for you. No one else can make that decision for you, but you have to want healing itself. And I promise you, it is available. And it is one of the best decisions that I've ever made. When I made the decision to, you know, want to heal, that's when things began happening. That's when, you know, real and true healing started taking place. And like I said, I had to decide that I wanted it. And so it is available. Help is available. Um, there are so many resources that you can turn to, uh, family and friends. If you know someone who may need resources or someone to talk to, Rape Abuse Incest National Network is a great organization to start off with. I mean, you can Google it. You can go to rain.org, R-A-I-N-N.org, and you can either talk with someone over the phone or you can talk with someone via chat. So that way, if you're not comfortable talking over the phone, that is completely fine. They have the option where you can just chat with someone online. And so that's rain.org, R-A-I-N-N.org. And I'm telling it's one of the largest um, nonprofit organizations that actually helps with victims. And it's not just a place for victims, but it's also a great website for those who are going to support, that wants to support victims. It gives you a lot of information. It gives you the stats. It gives you the, the education part. And it also gives you ways of how you can help, um, things that you can do, word or of encouragement that you can give, because a lot of times, People do not know what to say, what to do. And so it is a great resource for not only victims, but also those who are supporting victims. And, of course, we have the Sexual Assault Hotline, which is 1-800-656-4673. Again, that number is 1-800-656-4673. And even if you, if you Google Sexual Assault Hotline, again, there is an option to either talk with someone over the phone or you can click the chat button and you can chat with someone online versus talking with, them with, with someone over the phone. So I really love that, that there are options available for those who need to use these resources because we don't always have the answers. And when I'm talking about we, I'm talking about we as believers, we that are, you know, have our churches and have our establishments and organizations, we may not always have the answer and we may not have people in place to give them the answer or to point them um um, with an exact answer, but there are resources where we can point them in the right direction. Even on the website, rain.org, you can type in your zip code, and it will give you the Rape Crisis Center that is nearest to your location. So, like I said, there is help out there, and I I encourage those who would like to seek therapy and go to counseling. It is helpful. I'm not ashamed to say that, hey, I I needed therapy. I needed some counseling, and so I did seek it all. I went to group therapy. I had a personal um, counselor. And so, and it was very beneficial. It helped me with my healing journey. It helped me realize 
who I was because of what happened to me. It helped me to recognize, you know, my triggers, what triggered me, what what to do, what not to do, what to watch, what not to watch, what to engage in, what not to engage in. So you, you learn so much while you're on this journey of healing. And, you know, I, I just get excited talking about, you know, the healing side of it because, there's so much emphasis put on just sexual abuse itself, which I get it because it is rampant. It is has always been growing, and we do need to do something about it, talk about it. So, yes, I do get it as an advocate. I understand. But someone who's been on the other side of it as well as someone who's gone through the healing process and gone on that journey and, and get to experience true freedom, I want that for every victim and every survivor. I want all of you, you know, who have gone through this experience or those who may be gone through the experience now or experiencing the pain of the past, I want you to know that healing is possible. It is possible. And so one um, one thing that I like to associate myself as well as the organization with is the butterfly, the beautiful butterfly. And so I'm going to, you know, kind of talk about that along with um, pressure um, tonight, and going to, you know, try to tie the two things together. So we're talking about pressure, and we're talking about butterflies, because you know we know that butterflies are beautiful creatures. They they have these beautiful wings. They come in beautiful colors, and, and it's just very beautiful. But we also know that they do not start off that way. They they don't start off that way because. You know, a butterfly is not born as a butterfly. So we, we understand, you know, through science, and we learned this at an early age in grade school, we talk about the different stages that a butterfly goes through. But before I, you know, dive too deep into the, the stages of the butterfly, um, just want to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, pressure, because pressure is real. You know, pressure is real, and it comes in all forms. And so, you know, when we're younger, we talk about, or learn about what peer pressure is. And so we may have endured some peer pressure as a child or as a teen. Whenever we get around our friends, our friends, they do certain things, and then we feel a little pressure to join in or do the same thing. Um, but we, we have all dealt with peer pressure at some point, you know, coming up. And then as you get older, believe it or not, there are still adults that are dealing with, you know, peer pressure. Because they see, again, their friends, whether they're coworkers or whether they're colleagues or, or longtime friends, when they're engaging in certain things or doing certain things, you know, sometimes they still feel pressure to do so. All right, so we've got peer pressure. And then we have, you know, the pressure that we deal with as far as with our body. We have high blood pressure, low blood pressure. You want to make sure you're maintaining a good, your good numbers of, you know, they're, for, they're always changing things because I know at one time there was a, a certain um, number that was considered, you know, you're in good standing. And so now I believe they've changed it. And so now it's like the numbers have been lowered. And so now whenever you take your blood pressure, it's like, okay, now it seems like it's high. But, you know, we have to, you know, take care of our bodies and make sure that we're eating correctly, exercising, and making sure that we're maintaining good numbers when we're talking about our blood pressure. All right, and then lastly, we have, you know, the pressure of life, the pressure of the world, um, the things that causes us to, you know, to freeze or to fight for our lives or to just 
blow up and, you know, um, because of the things that happen or because of the pressure that's going on. And, and if you want to equate it to stress, then you can. But pressure is, it can, it can be good and it can be bad. And you're like, okay, of course, we know when we're talking about our health, you have good pressure and bad pressure when you have low and the high of the pressure. But we're talking about pressure or, like, the stress or the pressure of the world or the pressure of life. It can be good and it can be bad. And so, of course, we immediately probably want to focus on how, you know, it's bad because no one likes to feel pressured to do anything or like to be pressured to end doing anything. Pressure doesn't always feel good. It doesn't look good. It, it's uncomfortable. When someone pressures you or if something causes you to feel pressured, it, you start to panic. Sometimes you might feel like you're about to lose your breath, you know? It's like, no, I don't like this. Like, I don't, I don't want to stay here because it's uncomfortable. I don't like feeling pressured. I don't feel like I have to make a decision right now. I don't feel like that I have to move right now. Or I, I don't want to essentially grow. Believe it or not, when with certain pressures, it will cause us to to grow or expand. It it helps us to mature. And so while we may not enjoy the feeling of pressure in the long run, it's doing us some good. It really is. Because think about it. Had we not gone through certain experiences or certain difficulties, then we would have never grown. We would have never learned. We would have never expanded. We would have never matured. But because of the pressure that causes us to work extra hard, that causes us to keep going, that causes us not to give up, we were able to, you know, learn from it, grow from it, expand from it, and continue to build on upon it. So when we're talking about pressure, you know, we don't always have to look at it from such a negative, the neg- a negative way, because it can help us grow. It can help us expand. It can help us add on to what we've already have, add on to the foundation that we've already started. It it, it pumps us, you know. And when it, think about whenever you're putting pressure into a tire. Because we can't drive around with a flat tire, whether you're on a, a bike or whether you're on a bicycle or whether you're on a tri- tricycle or whether you're in a car. We cannot drive around with flat tires. We're not going to go anywhere. We're going to put ourselves in danger even more, especially if you're driving up and down the interstate and you have this tire that has no air in it. It's going to cause you even more trouble. So what do we have to do? We have to pump some air into the tire. So you pump it and you're working so the tire can expand. And now, and we know that there's a certain pressure that the tire requires. I, I want to say the average um, tire on a car requires, what, 37 PSI? Is that what it is, I believe? It's somewhere between, yeah, between 30 37, depending on what you're driving. And so... There's a, a certain amount of pressure that's needed in order for you to grow, certain amount of pressure needed in order for you to expand, in order to push you, in order to encourage you, in order to pump you up like, look, you can't stop. you got to keep going. we got to build on top of this. Like, we cannot allow this pressure to keep us down. 
but we got to allow this pressure to help us grow, to help us move. Like, we got to get going. And there's no time for quitting. There's no time for filling out. There's no time to just call it it. No. But it, it's time to grow. It's time to expand. And so it's like, okay, bring on the pressure. I know we don't want to say that. I know we may not want to mean it because who wants to experience pressure? Because pressure, it can produce heartache, it can produce pain, it can produce, you know, sadness, anger, I mean, tears, because it doesn't feel good. But it's for our good. And the, in the long run, it's for our good. And I I know we do not see it right then. We do not see it right then. But I am reminded of a scripture of Romans 8 and 28, and it says, And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. All things. So not just the good things, but the bad things, the unexpected things, the surprising things, all things work together for our good to those who love him. So if you love him, then you just have to understand that what you go through, the pressures of life, the pressure that you're feeling, the pressure of your past, just know that all these things, they're working for your good if you love him. Because he said, for those who love him and that are called according to his purpose. So there is a purpose. There is purpose in your pressure. There is purpose every time you experience the pressures of life. There is a purpose behind all of the pressure that you are experiencing. Pressure, purpose. There is purpose in your pressure. There's a purpose of the reason why you're feeling this pressure. There's something inside of you that wants you to keep going, keep fighting, because there's purpose behind it. I know it is getting you down. I know it's pushing you down. It's trying to push you out. But there's purpose behind it. And so once you understand and, like, really understand that all things work together, then you'll understand the the purpose behind your pressure. So that was Romans 8 and 28. So we're still talking about pressure, and we're going to tie it in with our butterflies. And before I move on, just want to say again, thank you for tuning in. This is Arthenius J. Colvin with One Touch Transformation with another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. I want to thank all of you for tuning in, whether you're listening by phone or online. If at any time you would like to come on and comment, please feel free. All you have to do is press the number one if you're already listening on the phone, and that number is 319-527-6091. Again, that's 319-527-6091, and press the number one, we're talking about the purpose behind all of the pressure. And I'm pretty sure that we have all experienced pressure before. And so we know what it feels like. And, you know, and we can recognize when it's coming. We recognize when the pressure is coming. We recognize when things are about to, you know, like I say, flip upside down. We recognize when things are about to just not go the way that we want it to go. So it's like, well, what do you do? What do you do? 
we might panic. <laughs> we might go, you know, just go in a frenzy like, oh, Lord, what am I about to do? Damn, we start complaining. We start feeling bad. We start crying. We start fussing because we can't handle the pressure. Look, I've been there before. I'm not saying that makes you a bad person. That doesn't make you make you a believer or a Christian. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying the pressure gets real. I know. The pressure, pressure is real. But until we realize and understand and, like, know, like, really, really know that, you know, all things work together. You, and you have to tell yourself that. You really do. You have to tell yourself all things, all things. And and, and as I'm reading the scripture, I, I immediately think about the series, um, the show Manifest. I don't know how many of you have watched Manifest before. But on Manifest, uh, the name of the flight was Flight 828. And, you know, this whole time I'm watching it, at least in the beginning part, I wasn't even thinking about it because the mother, she kept saying that scripture, Romans 8 to 8. But the one thing that they left out was all things because they kept harping on good things. But that's not what the scripture said. The scripture says, and we know that all things. So that means, yes, the good things, but not just the good things. We got the bad things the things that we don't expect, the things that will happen, the things that won't happen, the things that we really want to happen and they still don't happen. So it's like all things. So we really have to trust God and just know that he knows what he's doing, especially for our lives. He knows us better than we know ourselves. His ways are not like his ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. And so that's why we have to remind ourselves, like, look, all things, all things working together for my good. Even though it may not feel good right now, it may not even look good, it may not even sound good, but it's like, really? Are you sure, God? Are you sure this, this feeling that I'm experiencing is going to be for my good? Hey, you got to take him at his word. And by and by, it will all make sense. I, I For the longest while I was on my healing journey, you know, I kept questioning, like, when is this ever going to be over? How long am I going to feel like this? Why did this have to happen to me? Or why did you allow me to go through this? Why did you allow this to happen to me? Like, why, 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 when, when, when? But it wasn't until I got on the other side that I realized that I had to go through that. I had to experience it, you know, during that healing point. Like, I had to you know, feel the pressure of wanting to be healed. I had to go through all of that in order to realize, like, okay, it was purpose in all of that. And, and it was purpose in every single thing, purpose from the time I was a child up until this present moment, because there are so many people who may have endured the same thing that you have. I know there are people that have endured the same things that I have, and some of them didn't make it out. Some of them are are not in their right mind. Some people, some of them cannot find peace. Some of them don't know what true freedom is. Some of them have not been able to experience what I have. And so that's why I know that there is purpose behind everything that I've experienced, everything that I endure. There was purpose behind the molestation, purpose behind the sexual abuse. And it, it took those years for me to finally realize, again, that all those things were working for my good. The enemy may have set it up for evil or meant it for evil, but God meant it for your good. There is purpose behind your 
pressure, the purpose behind the pressure, purpose behind it. Sometimes we, you know, when we're really praying and we're fasting and and spending time with God, we're going to church and we worship him and we praise him, we dance for him, we shout, we lift our hands, and, and we're praying and asking God to, you know, really move in our lives and asking him to do um you know, great works in our lives. And at the same time, we're dealing with the pressures of life. And and it can be a variety of things. It can be a variety of things. And it can be so much pressure that it kind of outweighs everything that we're, you know, doing for God. It outweighs our worship. It outweighs our praise. It outweighs our prayer life. It outweighs our, our you know, just spending time with God because the pressure gets so heavy. It gets so heavy, and we feel like there's no way out. We feel like we're, you know, almost in a sense getting smushed. You know, like when there's a lot of pressure, it it makes it it makes it um, go down because it, it, it smushes it because the pressure is too strong, and it's like God, I cannot handle this pressure. It's too much. I don't I don't want to feel this. I don't want to experience this, but he's still saying all good things, all things, sorry, I'm <laughs> all things, not just good things, but bad things, but the pressure, all things. He's still telling you it's working for your good. You just got to trust me. You just got to trust me. And I know it gets hard, and and sometimes it, it, it seems like it's hard to trust God, especially in the state that we're in. When we're in a state of, you know, feeling pressured, when when it feels like the pressures of life is is stepping on top of us like an elephant stepping on top of your your body your leg or whatever part, yes, it gets hard to trust God. I'm not even gonna front and say that hey, it's nothing, but yes, it can become difficult to trust God, especially when you feel like you've exhausted everything. It's like, look, God, I've been praying, God, I've been fasting. God, I've been going to church, I've been worshiping, I've been praising, I've been dancing, I've been singing, I've been shouting, I've been lifting up my hands, and I'm still feeling this pressure. Like, how am I still supposed to trust you? Look, I've been there. I have been there. So that's why I, I can talk about it. Let's talk about how it feels when you feel like you can't trust God or trust the process of what he's taking you through because of the pressure. But again, my friends, there's purpose behind the pressure, purpose behind the pressure. So some of the some of the pressure that we experience, um, I don't want to put any of it on a scale or feel like I'm weighing it, but there are some things that we we worry about that we don't necessarily need to. And the reason why I say we don't necessarily need to because I, I think about the scripture where it talks about how God, he takes care of the ravens. He makes sure that they're fed. And it's like, aren't you, or the sparrows, aren't you better than a sparrow? I mean, we may not have everything that we desire or everything that we want because, you know, we have a lot of wants. (laughs) If we're honest, we have a lot of wants like, God, please do this for me. God, please open this door. God, I need this. I want this. Yeah, sometimes we'll say need when it's really a want. It's like, God, I need this. I need that. Whether you just uh, open up, open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, da da da. da. Yeah. And so when God doesn't see fit to bless us with what we want 
or what we desire, then it's like you start worrying. You start worrying. And it's like, why? Why? Why do we worry over things that we already have? Because his word already told us that he's going to supply all, every one of our needs. So it's like, okay, so what else are we worrying about besides the, you know, the obvious things? You know, there are some things, uh, you know, categorized that, you know, are legit, I'll say legit to worry about. But when it comes to those other things, like basic things, um, food, when we know we have food, you know, sometimes we, we act like we don't have food, but we have food. If we have food, the clothes, we want a whole new wardrobe when we have a closet full of clothes. It may not be everything that you want. It may not be the latest designer clothes, but, hey, you have clothes to wear. Um, transportation, housing, a bed to sleep in, running water. Like, we should never complain about those things, especially when you when you have the basic necessities of life, then we have no business, none whatsoever. And I'm talking to myself. We have no business complaining about those things. Like, why do you want a new car? If your car is working completely fine, if your car is working completely fine, you, you ha- you're having, you know, zero issues, but it's just an older model. Like, why do you want a new car? <laughs> and sometimes I have to ask myself, it's like, why do I want that? Do I need it? No. So why am I stressing about it? Stressing about something that I already have. Look, I have been driving my 2012 Honda Accord since, <laughs> you know, forever. I, I bought it brand new when it was a 2012, and I plan to keep it until it breaks apart. Like, there's no need for me looking for a new car, especially if I don't need one. Oh, yeah, I look at them like, oh, that's nice. It will be nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love nice things. And, you know, of course, I visualize, picture myself, like, driving certain cars. But you all find me going looking on a car lot for a new car right now. No. No, ma'am and no, sir. (laughs) I'm not putting that extra stress or that pressure on me because, no, it's not needed. It's not a necessity. I have a car. It's running well. I think I finally reached, what, 275,000 miles or almost. So, yes, it's, I'm sorry, not even 200, 100, yeah, 175,000 miles. I'm about to hit that mark. And my car has been great to me. So there's no need for me to really complain about, oh, I need a new car. No, I don't. <laughs> so if y'all are me saying I need a car, a new car, I'm lying. Unless the car has really, you know, and I mean really, really, really it put me down, but no. And so a, a lot of the pressure we cause on our own because it's the things that we want and the things that we desire. But if God doesn't see fit or think that we're ready for it, then, hey, what can you do? I mean, really. If God says, nah, not yet, or you don't need that right now, then what, what can you do? Yeah. And so we have to make sure that we're not adding pressure on ourselves. All right, so now let's, you know, let's jump to the butterfly, because I said I was going to tie the two things together when we're talking about pressure, purpose, and, you know, butterfly. All right, so remember I said when we were younger in science class, they 
talked about or taught us the, the different stages of metamorphosis of a butterfly. And um, again, a butterfly is not born as a butterfly. And before I jump right into it, it looks like we have a caller. So we're going to go ahead and bring our caller on the line. Amen. Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Pastor Don CEO. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. All right. How you doing, Queen? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. I was listening to your show, and I had to press the number one to let you know I'm ready to speak. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> All right. Let me hear you. <laughs> what you got for us? <laughs> Well, I, I just want to say I, I love your energy. I love the topic, and it's all about connecting with people. I have 5,000 social media networks, and that's the world we live in. Everything has to be social. Mm-hmm. You can't do it just for yourself. You got to do it for other people. Right. You never know who's in the So I'm here. You're not talking to right. yourself. I'm a live person. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, we definitely can't do this on our own. It's, the world's too big for it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. One step at a time. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. But I do appreciate you calling in and for the support. Really appreciate it. Yes. And tell me your name again. Okay. All right. So, again, we're talking about that, the pressure, the purpose, and we're going to the butterflies. So, um, like I said, one of the main things that I would want you to take away, one of the main takeaways is thinking about the, the pressure that you have experienced, you know, previously. And what was the outcome? You know, are you a are you a better person, or you know, hopefully you are, <laughs> or you you know, are you a bitter person? But hopefully you are a better person because, like I said, the pressure is what builds us up. It's what challenges us because it it, it is challenging. It, it builds us up. It challenges us. It, it pushes us or catapults us into um, to become a better person to become greater, to become wiser, and to just become who God has called you to be. Because if if we're talking about all things working together for those who love them and who are called, so these things, this pressure is working for you. You know, it's working for you. And, and, it's, and it's, like I said, pushing you to be the person who God has called you to be, and it's all according to his purpose. All right, so the butterflies. So we know, again, that a butterfly is not born or doesn't come out as a butterfly. It has to go through these stages. And the same same thing with us. We go through stages. Of course, we're not born as an adult. We're not even born as a toddler. <laughs> but, you know, we come, we come out as a baby. And so we have the butterfly that starts off, you know, as, as an egg or in the larva stage. So even before the caterpillar, it goes through that first stage of, you know, just being created. And so it goes through that larva stage when it's an egg, and when the egg hatches, then out comes the caterpillar. 
So we have the caterpillar, and it eats, and it eats, and it grows, and it grows. It eats, and eats, and grows, and grows. And if you're familiar with the like the old story, the very hungry caterpillar, oh, my goodness, I used to love that story. I don't know if y'all remember that, but this was like back in the 90s when I first read this story or when my teacher read this to me. So it had to be like the, the early 90s. And so the story is called The Very Hungry Caterpillar, and it talks about how the caterpillar would eat and eat, and it would grow and grow. All right, so it's going through the stages of the caterpillar. All right, once it exits the stage of being a caterpillar, it is now going into its cocoon or the chrysalis stage. So within this cocoon, cocoon, this is where, you know, in a sense, this caterpillar is now isolated. It's isolated from the world because it's inside. It's contained where, you know, it's just got to for a while. It's got to sit there. And so there's some isolation going on because he's not with any other caterpillars. It's just the caterpillar by itself, me, myself, and I, <laughs> you know. And so um, sometimes, you know, the, the isolation part, is you know it's a little difficult on us because as humans a lot of us like to be surrounded by other people or feel like we need to be around people and so when it's time to be isolated it's like oh this is so foreign to me I don't like this <laughs> I don't like this uh, but there's a quote by Mandy Hale and it says a season of loneliness and isolation is when the cat when the caterpillar gets its wings so remember that that next time, a season of loneliness and isolation. So sometimes it, 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 the, the pressure will isolate us. And I'm not talking about just any type of isolation where you just upset with everybody, you don't want to talk to anybody, you mad for the whole world. Not that type of isolation. But sometimes God will take you through a season of you know, loneliness and isolation, and it can feel like pressure. And really it is because you are, you know, in a season where you may not be used to this, like it's unfamiliar and uncomfortable. But remember, you know, this is a season of loneliness and isolation where a change is about to happen. A change is about to take place. And so we know anytime a change is on the way, some things have to be, you know, broken, bent, you know, just maneuvered around. It's got to be changed up. Like, it's not going to be the same. So during this season of loneliness and isolation is when you're being, you know, transformed. Yeah. You're being transformed. You've been, you're being changed. You, you know, taking on a, a, a new walk, a new mind, getting a new mindset. Because we can't go into the, the next season with the same old mindset. But he's got to change our mind. He's got to renew these things, but, you know. And so don't be upset. Don't be surprised. Don't be fearful whenever you go through a season of loneliness and isolation. No, don't be fearful. Don't be alarmed. Don't be upset. Don't be scared. Don't, you know, at first it might it might make you feel some type of way, but remember, 
all things, all things, all things, seasons of loneliness, seasons of isolation, all things work together. So even in those seasons, even in those times when you're by yourself, when you're alone, when you don't have time to deal with other people's foolishness or deal with other people's pressures of life, like, look, you're dealing with yourself. God is doing a new work in you. Okay. God is about to, you know, change some things up in your life. So you don't have time to be distracted by what other people got going on. Like, I love you. But, you know, God is working on me. He's dealing with me. I don't have time. You're my best friend. You're my sister. You're my brother. You're my homie. But, no, I, I can't be distracted right now because God is, a do- is doing a change in my life. So, like I said, don't be fearful. Don't be alarmed. It's going to feel unfamiliar. But while you're in that unfamiliar place, while you're in that season of loneliness and isolation, I promise you, you'll begin to understand and feel the change that's about to take place over your life and take place in your mind, your spirit being renewed, being rejuvenated, because God is about to do a new thing. And so while he's working, like you're, you're separated right now, and so you, you don't have time to deal with the, the with distractions, you don't have time to deal with other people right now. It's like, look, I love you. I, I promise I love you, but God is working to work in my life. This pressure that I've been going through, the pressure that I've been feeling, it's been building me up for something greater. It's, it's, it's building me. It's molding me. It's transforming my life. So a season of loneliness and isolation is when the caterpillar gets its wings. So remember that the next time when you feel like you're isolated or you feel like you're just so lonely, there's purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. Purpose behind that season of loneliness. Purpose behind that season of isolation. And and if we read, we'll, we'll also see that Jesus had to take some time out by himself, even while he was walking with his disciples. Sometimes he had to feel away. He had to go up to the mountain and just be with himself. And sometimes that's what it takes in order for you to be renewed, to be rejuvenated, to be changed, to be transformed. So there's purpose even behind the isolation and behind the loneliness. There's purpose. Remember, all things is working together. So even while you're in that, that season of loneliness and isolation, those things, are, it's working together for your good. It's all coming together, and you're going to understand it in the end because when the transformation happens, when that change happens, then you're going to realize, like, oh, that's what God was saying the entire time. Here I am thinking this pressure is trying to take me out. Here I am thinking that this pressure is trying to put me down and make me quit, but it's all its just preparing me to walk in my purpose. So not only is the pre- not only is the purpose behind my pressure, but the pressure that I'm that I'm experiencing is going to push me into my purpose or push me to walk into my purpose, to walk with purpose. So there's purpose behind all of the pressure, baby. So bring on the pressure. Bring on the pressure. Bring on the pressure. And you may feel like I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. But look, sometimes it comes whether you're ready or not. There is no set time. There is no agenda that we can go by. There is no agenda that God gives us and says, okay, you're going to experience some pressure in about two more months, or you're going to experience some pressure in about a couple of more days. I wish that we had an agenda that we can go by. I wish that there was a set schedule that we'll know every time this pressure was going to come upon us, but we don't know. All we know that all these things are working together for our good. So whether the pressure comes tomorrow, whether the pressure comes next week, whether it comes next month, bring it on because guess what? There is purpose behind the 
pressure. I hope I, I hope this is helping you. This is blessing me even as I am I am saying this to myself. Whatever pressure that you may be experiencing right now, whatever pressure that may come, because if you have not experienced pressure, guess what? Pressure is on the way. We we all going to experience pressure while we are living on this earth, while we're living in this world. We're gonna deal with pressure. But guess what? There's purpose behind the pressure because why? All things works together. All things. And so when a butterfly, after it has experienced its season of loneliness and isolation and it gets its wings, whenever it comes out, as the song said, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. And say, I shall come forth as pure gold. Another quote from the great late Maya Angelou says, we delight in the beauty of the butterflies, but rarely admit the change that's gone through to achieve the beauty. We delight in the beauty of the butterflies, but rarely admit the change it has gone through to achieve the beauty. So we may admire we admire the beauty of the butterfly. We admire its colors, the vibrant colors, the way it just spreads its wings. And believe it or not, I also learned when I was studying butterflies, before a butterfly can even take its flight, before it can fully spread its wings open, it has to experience some heat. It has to experience a certain degree of heat before it can actually spread its wings fully open and fly. So even after it has developed its wings, its beautiful, vibrant color wings, it still needs a little pressure so that it can be lifted and so that it can fly. And so that lets me know that we have to experience pressure in life in order to, you know, fly, in order to walk in our purpose, in order to experience our full purpose. We're going to have to experience the pressure. There's no way around it. So the next time, the next time you start feeling the heat or feeling the pressure, just know that a change is on its way. Change is on the way. Transformation is on the way. Transformation is on the way. Change is on the way. And in order to experience a, you know, true change, in order to to experience a true transformation, it's got to come through God. It's got to come through God. He's the only one who can truly, you know, form us, transform our mind. David prayed out and said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew Renew a right spirit within me. And so we have to experience it. We have to go through the pressure. We have to feel the heat. We have to go through it. Romans 8 and 28, again, remember, all things work together for the good. So everything, every good thing, every bad thing, Every surprising thing, every unexpected thing, the things that don't go our way, the things that do go our way, is working for our good. 
And as I, I'm closing this part, I like to, you know, make time for those who would like to create or not create, but to actually have a true transformation in their life to happen and invite you to invite God into your life. If you don't know him as your personal savior, if he's not a part of your life, tonight is the night that you can make him a part of your life. We we serve a God who isn't afraid of the pressure, of course. He he allows us to go through the pressure, to experience the pressure, and sometimes it's what causes us to draw even closer to him. So even in the end, when we're going through the pressure, it makes us stronger. It, it builds our, our spirit, man. And so I just want to remind you that all you have to do is confess your sins and know that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so tonight can be a night that you invite him into your life. So behold, he stands at the door and knock. So he is he is there, and he's waiting for you to welcome him in. And if you're ready to welcome him in as your personal Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for just who you are. God, we ask for your forgiveness. God, we confess all of our sins. God, we believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us and that he rose again on the third day. Father, we believe that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. And Father, I ask that any pressures of life that may be affected, that may have been affecting your people tonight, God, we ask that you help them to endure the heat, endure the pain, endure the pressure, endure it all, that it may give us strength that it may give us the patience that we need so that we will understand and know that all these things are working together for our good. And whenever we go through, that we will become better, that we will become stronger, that we will come forth as pure gold. God, help us to be patient with you. Help us to be patient with ourselves so that we'll understand who you have called us to be and what you have called us to walk in. Because, God, we believe that you have called us to walk in greater. God, help us to understand that there is purpose behind the pressure. Help us to understand there is purpose behind all the pain that we have endured, everything that we have gone through. Help us to accept what you allow for us to go through. God, I ask that you bless everyone who is listening, those who need a healing, those who need a miracle, those who need a breakthrough, whatever it may be, God, I ask that you just provide it tonight. God, bless those who are sick, those that are in the hospital, those that are in the hospital, in in the nursing homes, those that are in the prisons, God, I ask you to send your word. Do what only you can do. Heal only like you can. God, we ask you to bless our families, bless those that are in office and those that are in authority, those that are making decisions for our well-being. God, we pray that you direct them. God, we thank you and we praise you and we'll forever give your name all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, at this time, I'm going to turn it over to Brother Rob for our Purpose Kingdom Network announcement. Yes, yes. Uh, wow. Uh, I really did enjoy tonight's episode. And um, if you enjoyed tonight's episode, just let us know. And um, real quickly, I'll go into the announcements. This is the Purpose Kingdom Network. Uh, <clears throat> anytime we do a live broadcast, we broadcast live on www. Uh, Anytime we do a live show, uh, we do have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. 
Anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you press number one. And uh, also, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page. Where uh, there you can uh, see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements, just as well as uh, some of our other social media pages. We are also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose Kingdom underscore uh, Purpose underscore Kingdom. And uh, please tune in tomorrow for our next broadcast, which is going to be He Said, She Said, uh, our most requested uh, program at the 9 p.m. hour. Well, God's will and God's blessing. We hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for He Said, She Said. Please uh, tell your friends and family members that we will be broadcasting tomorrow on Purpose Kingdom Network. Uh, Also, uh, please check out pkn.com, where we have 24 hours of music of inspiration. And uh, please share. Okay, and with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and we're going to turn the show back over to our very own minister, Arthenius Colton. (laughs) Thank you, Brother Rob, for those announcements. We appreciate what you do for PKN. Um, just before I sign off, you know, um, when I opened up the show, I was talking about the uh, my organization, One Touch Transformation, and what we stand for, our mission. And so just a few things that I just want to throw out there just to put things into perspective when we're talking about abuse. And um, and I know I'm jumping jumping topics, but I just want to make sure I got this in because I think it's, it's really important. I was going to say I think, but no, I know that it's important that people hear these numbers because it's, I, I, I throw the numbers out there sometimes, but not all the time because I know it can become redundant. But whenever you really hear these numbers and look at it from a different perspective, it, it makes you really, you know, like say, wow, this is really happening because it is. Um, before I read the, these numbers, this past weekend, I actually had to go speak at an engagement for um, an organization called Engage in Mind Services located out of um, Horry County, so near Myrtle Beach area here in South Carolina. And the organization, they actually provide services for victims of sex and labor trafficking. And let me tell you, it was such an eye-opener. Like, I know that it goes on, but it was just different hearing it from, you know, an actual survivor in the area, you know, right here in South Carolina, which, I, I mean, we – be living in, you know, when I was living in the Florence area, they always said, you know, that was the halfway mark of 95, you know, halfway to New York and halfway to Florida. And so that was always an area where trafficking was going on. I've never seen it firsthand, but, you know, I used to hear about different things that were going on with the hotels that are located right off the interstate in that area. And so, of course, the beach is another hot spot, you know, very, very hot spot when we're talking about sex trafficking. But it was such a, a huge eye-opener to hear, you know, it, you know, that it really goes on, you know, in our backyard. So I'm, And this is just here in South Carolina, and, and I actually had the, the joy of meeting someone who, you know, lived it. And so to tie all of that in with what we do with One Touch Transformation, like when I'm sharing my story and just talking about sexual abuse, it's just, just, just you know, a, a way to let you know how strong, how strong I feel about it and advocating about it. And so I um, just want to read these numbers to you and, and just kind of leave this with you. All right, so when we're talking about victims, they are, uh, the perpetrators are often related 
to the child. And before I even do that, the, the statistics I want to read first, it says one out of nine girls and one out of 53 boys experience sexual abuse or assault from an adult under the age of 18. And those numbers can probably stagger because those are the only ones that were only documented. So um, one out of nine girls and one out of 53 boys experience sexual abuse or assault from an adult that's under the age of 18. Um, also, perpetrators are often related to the child. 34% of the perpetrators are family members. 58% are friends of the family. 7% are strangers. So we're talking about approximately 93% of the perpetrators are known to the victim. So it's really not strangers who are, who are you know, abusing they're victims. They're people that they know, people that they have trusted, people they thought were friends of the family, people they thought that they could could trust. And but just wanted to throw those out there. And so again, please use the information, share the information as far as the resources that are available. Again, you have rain.org, R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G, which is the Rape Abuse, Rape Abuse Incest National Network. Um, you have, of course, the sexual assault hotline, which I gave out earlier, 1-800-656-4673. And another one that I want to give out is a website for male survivors, and it's called 1in6.org. So the number 1, I-N, the number 6.org. And that is a website that is, you know, mainly just for male survivors because a lot of times the, the stigma that comes with male sexual abuse victims is not, you know, it's, it's, it's shameful, you know. And so a lot of times people don't really talk about male victims, but it happens to males as well. So, again, that's oneinsix.org. Uh, and please, like I said, feel free to post the information because you never know who needs to hear this or see this on your timeline. And there are so many people who are silently suffering and our, our, that, you know, they live near us in our community that are at our churches. You just never know. But the thing that I always find encouragement in is, you know, of course, the word of God and just my personal healing journey and how it has allowed me to become who I am today. Um, no longer a victim, but I am a victor. I'm a strong advocate because I, I sincerely and genuinely want all victims and survivors to know true healing and true freedom and, and know that it is possible and that it is available for them. We just have to trust the process, trust the process, and, and if you are willing to trust the process and willing to go through the process, I promise you, you will, you will come out, you know, stronger than ever. You will come out, you know, stronger than you ever thought you could be, you know, because I remember as I was going through, I never thought that I would be where I am today. But I'm grateful that I am. I'm grateful for the support system that I that I had, the the support system that I still have, and and that has enabled me to also grow into who God has called me to be. So remember, the pressure that you feel, the pressure that you will feel, the pressure that that seems unbearable. Just know that it there's purpose behind it. Just know that all things. If you got to continue to tell yourself that until you believe it, do it. All things are working together for my good. And, and once you, you say it to yourself over and over enough and you start believing it, then 
you will understand it. And then and whenever it comes, when the pressure comes, you can just hey, you can deal with it. So and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love them and we can call according to his purpose. So I pray that you have a wonderful evening. I pray that you enjoy the rest of your evening and just want you to know that I love you and God loves you even more. Have a good night. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.